You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, (laughs) what's on your mind today? Oh boy! Mm. Oh boy! Yeah, what a fucking week! <sighs> like, like you know, people from my social media know uh, what's going on. But like last night, I knew I had to get up early to record. Today we're recording on Saturday, uh, the twentieth, and uh, at ten a.m. And we're running a little late, but yeah, that's. I'll lead it. It's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. Yeah, that, 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 that'll that deal with uh, my issue. But, but, yeah, last night I went to go to fucking sleep. I was like, ah, I got to up early. And uh, <clears throat> Mrs. Meany wanted to watch. Um, we were watching The Sandman, which is mm. uh, you would think I would have known about since, you know, I was ma- I managed while well, I was with Raven's Flock. He will always wear the, Ram- wear the Sandman shirts for the comic. In the ring, Sandman will wear the Sandman comic shirts in the ring, and uh, it's been around forever. But I just never read—I I never got to read it. So the show comes out, and Mrs. Meany's all about it. She's into that universe. Love, watched it, loved it, and then they announced a bonus eleventh show that just popped up, which was fantastic. So we we log into Netflix to watch it, and uh, there's a. <laughs> New this week, popular this week on Netflix, that thing on the main screen, the uh, Manti Teo fucking documentary just dropped a two, two-parter. two It's like two one-hour episodes. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I know <laughs> I, I know that thing, but I don't, I don't really know about it. I was like, we got to watch it. She's like, can we watch Sandman first? Absolutely. So it was about, like, 1230. I was like, eh, if I get to. Yeah, sleep at one thirty. You know, blah, blah, blah. so we watched Sandman. I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta watch at least one hour of this fucking Manti Teo fucking thing." Manti Teo is the uh, college football player who had the girlfriend that didn't exist, right? Uh, right. And uh, the Manti Teo jokes were the original John Cena. You can't see me jokes. Like, <laughs> here's Manti Teo, Teo and his girlfriend. And there's nobody next to him. That, that, that was, you know, that was the precursor to John Cena. You know, here's me and John Cena, and there's nobody next to you, you know, because you can't see me. That was the original Manti, you know, Manti Teo jokes. But holy shit. I, uh, I we'll talk about that next week when I uh, right. 
So I watched the first one. It's like, we'll save the second one for tomorrow, which is right now today. I go to go to fucking sleep. And mind you, I have an air conditioner and a fan on. And I hear, boom, 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 boom. Somebody on my fucking block was playing fucking some kind of dance music. Like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, I can hear this over the fucking air conditioning. God damn. Jesus. So you know, I tried to, you know, put a pillow over my ear. I tried to toss, turn, everything. No fucking relief. I go take a piss. I was like, oh, it's even fucking louder in the bathroom, you know, because I have a fresh air vent, over, you know, so every sound goes down the fresh air vent into the bathroom. And uh, every scent goes out the fresh air vent in the bathroom. <laughs> and... Um, so I was like, you know what? I got to fucking dose myself. So I, I got some CBD droplets in the fucking uh, medicine cabinet. So I do a uh, couple drops. Boom, boom. More, I was probably only supposed to do one, but I was like, fuck this. And then uh, took two drops. And then at like 4.47 this morning, somebody starts shooting off fireworks. So Gosh. I'm like, motherfucker. And you but know, like what the audacity of doing it at four forty-seven in the morning in August? Why? Right, right. So I'm just like, you can't fucking <laughs> complain because here, here's the thing: you you complain about it, and they'll go, "Oh yeah," and it becomes a thing. If you ignore it, you gotta ignore it like a baby, and they'll get bored, and they'll just. Stop doing whatever it's doing. You know, the best cell, the best cell is a no cell. So, <laughs> man, you know, so eventually I, I doze off. I don't know what time, but I woke up. Amazingly, I beat my alarm because I have a, I, I always have an alarm set in the morning. Amazingly, Jesus. I beat the alarm, got up and, uh, took a shit and, uh, which leads into the next story. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind, I'm kind of doing a Tarantino style. Here's a cliffhanger. For, <laughs> I was taking a well, at least it wasn't a cliffhanger off your uh, your rectum, which oh. is always that's never a good thing. Well, that's so. about that's about twelve rolls right there. <laughs> it's like wiping a sharpie. Oh, uh, just, before we just get in the shower, fuck it. Uh, just stuff it down with your toes into the drain. Yeah. Before you uh, before we get into the next thing, waffles, the documentary is you got to waffle stomp it. <laughs> the Monte Teo documentary is called Untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist. It's on Netflix right now. Go ahead and check it out. But that boy, whole, Meanie, that whole Untold series on Netflix, it's sports documentaries, fucking yeah. fantastic, great. What is not fantastic is what's been going on with you. Oh, dude. So let's just fucking rip that bandaid off right now. Buckle uh, up, friends. This is a story. Oh well. So, um, what was this, uh, Wednesday? Looks like Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. Uh, I, I get an email from Ticketmaster. Uh, hey, hey, we canceled your uh, tickets to the Foo Fighters of Wembley. Uh, we're going to issue a refund. Uh, you don't have to do anything. Just, uh, blah, 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 just grin and take it. I went, what? So, I fucking... There's like a link on there. I clicked it just to make sure it wasn't spam. Like, I always get those fucking emails. Your so and so insurance. I was like, well, I don't have insurance with you. I ain't clicking right. the fucking link. 
I, I get all these fucking spam. I got a yeah, I get weird fucking spam emails for products I don't fucking subscribe to or pay for. So I checked the link. I checked the site. I go to the Ticketmaster UK site. Go to my account. Fucking sure shit says cancel. Motherfucker. Fucker. So I go into Mrs. Meany. I was like, and I'm just standing there. And I, it's like one of those things where you just don't know how to fucking spit it out. Right. And she's like, what, 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 what's wrong? I go, they canceled her fucking Foo Fighter tickets for Wembley. She's like, what? Now she, now Mrs. Meany's been around me long enough and she's lived in Philly long enough. She's like, I figures I put my shirts out last night for what I was going to wear in London. And today they canceled our tickets. I'm the fucking jinx. I was like, no, you're not the jinx. No. Yeah. She's, <laughs> you know, pe- pro wrestlers or, or just people from Philadelphia, Philadelphia sports fans. I stood in the wrong position. That's why the Eagles lost. You know, that's, you know, that's our mentality yeah. here. So she's, she's adapted. Well, she thought she was the jinx for laying out the, you know, the shirt she wanted to wear to London and, sure she wanted to wear to the concert it's like motherfucker so of course uh first rule of uh bewilderment is to uh tweet about it (laughs) uh so and you know and uh we had this conversation off air i was like this is 49 year old blue meanie angry you know yeah or I'm, i'm politely complaining uh 20-year-old angry meanie, there would be, like, several holes in the wall. And I learned that it's no, it doesn't make sense to fuck a punch in a hole in the wall because I'm just going to have to fix it in the first place. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm adding, you'd be the one that ends up having to patch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm adding more work. So, and just years of therapy have taught me, you know. <laughs> just Yeah. So, I was like, uh, hello, Foo Fighters. Hello, Ticketmaster uh, UK. Um. You know, my my tickets to Taylor Hawkins were canceled. I don't know why. May I ask why? Or I, I canceled. May I ask why? And that led to a whole thing of um, people going, well, you got to go to Ticketmaster CS, customer service. I've had a few people reached out who had problems with Ticketmaster. Uh, shout out to uh, Scotty Tuhati who reached out to me. He was like, look, I had problems with my, he just went to Motley Crue. He's like, I had problems with my tickets try this account i try that account and every response on twitter like they slid in my dms and they were like go to uh, yeah uh uh go to this link i'll go to the link and i'm like okay there's no drop down there's no option for oh in the wording this is the most important thing is the wording was tickets canceled due to booking irregularities right right that's the term so i go to the Ticketmaster. the first link they sent me there's no drop down option for booking irregularities what do i select right right so uh initially i found one that says uh i gotta fix my email and then the comments was like look 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 I, i really don't need to fix my email my tickets were canceled this, that, and the other thing. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I got an automated, well, I got an automated response and then I got a response from a, a guy named quote unquote Jake. I don't know if that's his real name. Uh, we will, uh, you know, due to a high volume, uh, we'll 
get back to you. Fuck. Right? Jesus. So uh, this, that, and the other thing. Reach out, talk to the different people. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Thursday morning, or no, uh, Friday morning. Yeah, Friday morning. I get right. a, I get an uh, email from Ticketmaster with a hello. Uh, your tickets were canceled due to. Um, this isn't the exact verbiage, but I'm just going off memory. Your tickets were uh, f- each and every ticket was forensically investigated uh, by a person due to, uh, and several were canceled due to uh, multiple attempts let's say. And, uh, that triggered a fucking thing in my head. I was like, okay, here's what happened. And I, I was like, yeah, I did have to try a couple times to get my tickets, right. Or pay for these right. tickets. So, <laughs> uh, you know, this isn't the first, you know, concert I've fucking paid for on online. So it's like, I went to fill out my information, name, address, this, that, and the other thing. So as I was filling it out and skip, you know, skipping it, it would, you know, as I'm not skipping, but moving along parts of the thing, the application would like autofill. Right. Right. So I would do, you know, Brian Heffron and then like all my information would, would fill in. Well, see what, wait, there's your timeout. There's your first problem. Cause that's not even your real name. <laughs> if you put in blue meanie comma the, they wouldn't like. I know who this is now. Yeah. Instead of Mr. It's the. You know? right, exactly. It's just the. Yeah. That's your first name. I, I should have known. Uh, that's a Foo Fighters song, right? <laughs> I should have known. Yes. Um, Tying it together. Full circle, pal. Yes. So, like, I went to do the autofill name, address, phone number. But I didn't. I, there was a couple times. Like, I went to hit submit. It, w- it wouldn't go through, and it turned out the autofill, like where I would say apartment, an apartment would put APT, where it says street uh, building number, it would put BLDG number. It was autofilling the the sections with the words of the sections. So that was, Ticketmaster was flagging that for that. So <clears throat> Mrs. Meany figured that one out. She was like, oh, shit, look, it's fucking autofilling. So we go like a fourth time to do this third or fourth time. I don't know. It was like five in the morning, six in the morning. Cause we're on trying to do this on UK time. So we enter, we, we clear out the autofills and put in our payment information. And then it gets denied. I'm like, what? And I checked my bank account. Yeah, I got the money in there, you know, so. Uh, right, it's, it's there, yeah. It, everything's there. Then I get a text from the card company saying, uh, we noticed a, a payment for blah, blah, blah. Is this you? Reply, yes. I replied, yes. And then fucking, it goes, okay, now you may do this transaction. So for the fourth or fifth time we're doing this, we put it through. Ha ha. It says you're in success. So there, there's, I tried at least three, four, five times to pay for this concert. Some guy in forensics, whatever at Ticketmaster goes, Oh, 
Brian Heffron from Philadelphia tried four or five times to, you know, make this purchase, uh, it's suspicious and got flagged. So I go online, I start, you know, looking up stuff and I'm not the only person. Right. It was like pretty widespread, wasn't it? Dude, it, it looks like hundreds of people. Uh, I, a friend of mine sent me like a Reddit thread. My friend Mikey, uh, trucker Mikey. He's uh he's like he he's like man I'm pissed about it. I'm not even going to the fucking thing. Uh, he sent me a link to a Reddit thread. I read that, and then ticket. <laughs> the ironic part is the day they fucking canceled their tickets. The day they announced more names for the event. Well, right. So when I saw the news, I was like, okay, well they this is really clearly probably Ticketmaster doing some shady shit again. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's very because it's same thing. I had the same issue. John Alba and I were talking about the Springsteen tickets. Okay, Springsteen's uh, concert tickets are doing. They do something called dynamic billing or dynamic pricing, where basically they just fluctuate in cost to try to drive the scalpers out. But the problem is, is that like you're ending up paying like four or five hundred dollars for you know like like seven hundred level tickets, and. It seems it's like a, someone tried to explain the dynamic of it where it's like, well, the artist is just trying to recoup the money for the money that they would lose with the scalpers. But it was like, well, that doesn't like it. Isn't there another way to do this so that people who can't spend four or five hundred dollars on a ticket go to this? You know what I mean? Like, I don't I just I couldn't figure it out. And it seems very backdoorish. You know, like, I don't know how else to explain it. It seems right. very uh, it seems counterproductive in a lot of ways. Right. But uh, yeah. I, I didn't even know about that, but that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. Uh, or was I, uh, the, the, oh, the forensic, oh, yeah. The forensic yeah. auditing, right. Ticketmaster put out the thing. Oh, look at these, all these artists, uh, added to the lineup. And this was like maybe Thursday. And I, I did a quote tweet. I was like, I, I was going through the, the thread and all the people, there's like hundreds of people going, why were my tickets canceled? Why were my tickets canceled? Why were so I quoted quote tweeted it, you know, you know, tagging Foo Fighters, tagging Ticketmaster. I was like, looks like I'm not the only person who had this problem, right? So you know, other people are seeing it, and it's like this is like catching on. And I think the Sun in the UK did a story about it. And I was that was the one I just I just pulled up was the one about the uh, the Sun. Somebody had spent like three or four three or four thousand pounds to get tickets. Yeah, and now they're they're basically shit out of luck. Well, thankfully, I didn't pay that much. But uh, <laughs> even even with the um, fucking um, UK the 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 conversion from UK UK to US currency, whatever, I didn't pay that much. But I got good seats. Um, so I get an email Friday morning. Uh, hey, now explaining. Hey. You know, uh, explain the forensic thing, blah, blah, blah. Everything I just explained, you know, with the problems I had. Here's a link. Uh, supply two forms of ID and a utility bill, like electric bill, gas bill, whatever. You know, just, so there's proof of a name, proof of an address, proof that somebody, you're paying a bill, blah, blah, blah. So pay the bill. I, I go to the link again. There's no drop-down thing for booking irregularities. Um, so, like, fuck. So, I, I, I try to select the thing that's, that's closest to it. Right. 
submit a form, and then, uh, right, you know, we're back to me taking a shit this morning. Uh, this morning, <laughs> I'm taking a shit, and I get a, a text alert from Ticketmaster going, "Hey, you have until 7 p.m. tonight, right? Uh, to f- submit two forms of ID." And they give me a link. I click on a link. It's a totally different form. So I'm like, okay, this is different. Again, uh, there's a section, how may we help you? And scroll down. There's no option for booking irregularities. And then. uh, Jesus. So I was just like, uh, I selected one that sounded similar. But there's like a comment section. And then the comments is like, hey. My tickets to the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert were canceled due to booking irregularities. Uh, Ticketmaster emailed me and texted me asking to su- submit two forms of ID. Here's this, that, two bills, blah, blah, blah. I, I added the files. And then uh, right before I, I, I logged on here, to, I hit submit. You know, I uh, did screenshots, you know, in case they need fucking further proof, you know. Right, right. And, uh. It's in uh, God's hands right now. So, so uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's, and apparently I'm not the only person who, who's going through this problem. So it's just like, holy shit. It seems very frustrating and overly oh, complicated. Yeah. Because like I said, I know I, I read the feeds and I saw all the stuff that was going on and it was just like, what the fuck is happening here? Mm-hmm. What is happening right now at this moment? Yeah. And I get the idea. I get the the, the the thought process of booking irregularities, but they think they could have checked. Like, I don't understand why, like, it seemed like thousands of people got canceled at the same time. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, Lucha's in the chat, and we're talking about the dynamic pricing, and, and uh, they said, I don't think it's the artist. I think it's Ticketmaster trying to recoup all the money that they lost during COVID. It was difficult to get money back for the shows that were canceled by the pandemic. I agree with that. I think the dynamic pricing thing is probably exactly what that is. They probably lost. They hemorrhaged a ton of money. I think you see that across the board with a lot of things. I think that's why gas prices are what they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Certain food prices are going up right now. Everything's going up because there's so much loss during COVID. And, uh, you know, people are trying to recoup. Everybody, Everybody knows everybody got those stimulus checks, so people... So all, right, the, all these right. companies are like, oh, you got that, uh, all that stimulus money. Got uh, that money. I need some of that stimulus money too from you, the consumer. Well, I know, I know we don't, you know, this is not the show for the politics. That's the other show I do called Foundation Radio. But right. like the idea that people are like, oh, gas prices are related to, you know, Russia or Joe Biden or, you know, 45 or what? Like none of those things in like yeah. by itself Pres- are accurate. Presidents but can't just go say, hey, gas is high now. Now, right, no, like no matter who you are, whatever side, whatever side of the fence is, right. It's all based on the, the the corporate profits are all like everybody's at a, at a at an all time high now, and it's like, oh no no no, it's Joe Biden. Wait 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 wait, guys, hold on hold on. Does anybody understand economics here? Like right, right, right. all of these folks, it's it's like when you go to the grocery store and they ask you to donate something to a charity, they're like, oh, can you put like one five ten dollars towards a charity? You're not your money's not going to the charity. That's your money. You're paying the store back for the donation that they made so they can get a tax write off. You know, like that's there's all these different forces that are at play with these things. And I think Ticketmaster is definitely guilty of that for sure uh, for doing something like that. And again, allegedly, I don't want to, you know, get us in any legal trouble, but it would appear 
that there are some irregularities on Ticketmaster's part as well. But no, I was pissed off for you, man. I was really upset. I was actually, I think I was just like more bummed out what happened because it's a big deal for you yeah. and, and Mrs. Meany. I mean, you got y'all are like, this is, I know when I saw you at icons, we were chatting about it and it's, it's, you know, going to Taylor Hawkins tribute show in London. That's a big fucking deal. Well, it, it, it's a big deal on many fronts. Uh, first of all, I love the Foo Fighters. Love them. Like, there's a handful. There's a handful of bands that, like, when they come to town, it's like I'm fucking going. Right. Right. I'm there. You know, uh, Van Halen was that number one band. Van Halen's coming to town. Okay, playing two nights. Going both nights. I don't give a shit. Um, you know, Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, a few other uh, Slayer every year. That was like almost like a like a religious event. Is like oh, it's, it's that Slayer time of year again, uh, right? You know, right? And uh, yeah, Foo Fighters is definitely one of them. And the Foo Fighters just seems like they, they, that whole their whole organization seems like a family type run organization. And right. You know, I grew up in the, I say, I say this all the time. I grew up in the eighties where we had MTV and personality profiles, like interviews and that and that other thing. And Dave Grohl has been so brilliant to put out all these different forms of media, whether documentaries, he did, uh, you know, the Foo Fighters documentary, he did, uh, Sonic Highways. He's done all these different documentaries and you listen to the man talk and you're like, man, I, Dave Grohl is us, right? He's right. Right. He's a, he's a fan like us, but he's fortunate enough to be playing on stage and as a fan you connect with a person like that you know and being in the wrestling world it's kind of like you know uh why tough enough was so popular you know you watch these kids you get to know them you hear the interviews and then when you know they break into wrestling you root for them you hear all these interviews with dave Grohl. you're like man i can relate to relate to that guy i want to drink a beer with that guy i want to give that motherfucker a hug right right and that's why they're so relatable and that's why they're so successful, you know, and well, of course they're fucking talented. But, right. uh, when Taylor Hawkins passed away, it was like a fucking gut punch. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. Now it was, he, he's so young, you know, you know, he was, a, he was maybe a year older than me, but he looked, he still looked way fucking young. He's like, right. He, he looked like he could have been in his thirties, you know? So that was devastating. Uh, I was going to try to see him at the, Lincoln Financial Field here in Philly that summer, and it's like, you know, that opportunity was ripped away, you know, and it's like an opportunity to maybe have one last time. Who knows what the Foo Fighters are going to do from here on out, you know? Right, And right. There, there's no wrong decision. Um, but whatever they do from here on out, if this is like a last celebration, I want to be a part of it. Absolutely. Oh, and it's in London at Wembley where fucking they had the Freddie Mercury tribute, which they've only had. That was the only tribute tribute concert, you know, to an artist at Wembley. And now Taylor Hawkins is the second one, you know, and they're doing, and really people are like, why Wembley? Well, Taylor Hawkins was a huge Queen fan. He loved Queen. He loved Freddie Mercury. So it only made sense. Oh, well, they're doing two, you know, they're doing one and, London and one in Los Angeles. And when it came to going, oh, which one do we go to? They're, they're both six hour flights. Right. Uh, but the last time, you know, Mrs. Meany really hasn't gone overseas. Uh, I've been there plenty of times, but, you know, for wrestling. 
And, uh, you know, we went in 2019 for the Philadelphia Eagles game at Wembley against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we got fucking sick. We were deathly sick before mm. we, we even left. We are like, oh, no, fucking sick. That's then, not good. This is pre-COVID, pre-everything. We're like, fuck. So uh, it's like Halloween 2019. And what better way, you know, Mrs. Meany, you know, Halloween's Mrs. Meany's fucking WrestleMania. So we're going to be in England right. for Halloween. So she made like a little witch outfit and we wore it around London and went shopping and at the markets and stuff like that. So the fact that there's a tribute concert in London, last time we went to London, we're kind of miserable, kind of sick. Let's go to the tribute concert. And as soon as those tickets went on sale, they had a pre-sale the, the day before we started at 4 a.m. U S time, which, you know, cause they're on, on British time. It's like, all right, right well, We'll fucking stay up all night. I don't give a fuck. Right. Stayed up. Couldn't get tickets on the pre-sale. So, you know, people were slipping me the pre-sale code. I was like, hey, use this. All right. Thank you. Uh, couldn't get through. Fuck. So the next night, uh, okay, 4 a.m. again. Here we go. And uh, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, we are doing this. And we stayed up to 4 a.m., once the tickets, we sat in a queue of like it said, now in queue, 80,000 people. What the fuck? Jesus, 80,000? Yeah. So we sat there. I, wow. And, uh, wow, that is a stat. I don't mean to cut you off, but that is a staggering yeah. number. Yeah. So I was on 80,000. I was on the laptop that I'm using for this show. Mrs. Meany was on her phone in queue. Whoever got there first was going to pay, you know? <sighs> Of course, I, I would pay, but like you get in first. I know. Yeah, you get yeah. in. Here's the card. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. in first. I have. Yeah, exactly. I know what you meant. It was like Cannibal Run, you know, just like whoever gets there first, <laughs> you know. And, and it looked like it might, my, my, our fucking bedroom looked like NASA, you know, the, the <laughs> mine and Meanie Studios, which I'm broadcasting from, looked like NASA. I had a, had a computer here. She's on her phone. I'm on my phone. Yeah. We yeah. got like three cues going. Whoever gets there first, went, uh, you know, Whoever breaches the door first, you know, wins, right? Yeah, whoever steals the bacon. Um, so you know, just that whole experience, and then like having the problems with the payment, they have to get back in yeah. queue. Okay, now it's only 10,000. Fuck up again, you have to get back in queue. Okay, now it's 600. You know, because people, <laughs> people, people I'm, I'm assuming other people have either given up or had the same problems I did, and they're just like, right, you know what, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm going. I'm going. So, like, it's like a fucking marathon runner when you see that last mile marker. You know, we get in, and we get the thing that says, you're in. You got tickets. Congratulations. And I go to check my account. There's the fucking tickets. Wow. And we went. Wow. We were so elated. And it was like fucking 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning. We're like, <sighs> and we went to bed, but and we were tired, but it was like a good tired because we had just said something cool and yeah, got, yeah. It's like that, that nice, like oh my god, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow. Remember, I did this. Yeah, yeah. and and never mind the fact that we already had tickets booked and a hotel planned even before we got the tickets. We're like, if we can't get tickets, we'll just fucking go to England. We'll hang outside Wembley and try to get in somehow. You know, right, get, right. Get the fake glasses and mustache and uh, the Groucho Mark glasses with the mustache and. Get a you know the, do the three stooges with the the press button ah, press <laughs> press pull 
and Curly has to pull button instead of press. That's all. That's amazing. You know, just anything. I, I, it wasn't a want. It was an. It's a need to be at this concert. Right. It's a you know. So, yeah, like I said, I was before I logged on. No pun intended. Uh, to uh, come here log. to do the show. Yeah. It's poop. It's log. It's log. It's heavy. It's round. It's wood. Um, let's <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ren and Stimpy there. Um, but yeah, it just—it's been a roller coaster from the time of Taylor's passing, yeah, to the announcement of the the show, to the fact that we're like we're f- fucking going to London. To, That's pretty fucking cool, man. To get the tickets, to have them canceled, but now I just submitted the forms. And uh, it's in uh, God's hands. So it's in it's in the Lord's hands, and we're yeah. hoping that everything works together and it comes out uh, for you. We'll continue to update you as we receive more information yeah. on the <laughs> Ticketmaster <laughs> fiasco of 2022. Fighting for food tickets. Yeah. Um. So we are hopeful that that will be uh that that will be resolved. I like I said, I just I wish there was more I could do. I don't have uh you know as many connections in that world as i wish i did but um yeah. you know i'm sure it's going to work out and i am hopeful fingers crossed uh and, friends and uh, speaking of speaking of cross yes let's give a quick shout out to our friend and friend of the show <laughs> carrion cross yes who has been tweeting at us since i put him over big on last week's episode and i'm going to do it again this week meaning i just sent you before we get into my story i just sent you last night that drew mcintyre promo that he did because he wasn't in Montreal, Quebec last night. Holy Santa Claus shit, man. Yeah. They're turning the volume up on this, and it was fucking well That's done. Amazing. Karen Cross, I mean, everybody who listens to the shows listens to the show knows I love Drew McIntyre. I love Karen Cross. Killer Cross, Karen Cross, whatever you call him. And I'm glad he's back. Him and Scarlett. Yeah. I'm glad they're back. Uh rightfully so. Uh the H is uh correcting a lot of wrongs. Yes. Uh, or as my friend calls him, H. Because that's, uh, that's how William Regal says Triple H. Triple H. Um, <laughs> big fan, big fan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, last night's SmackDown was amazing. The, the promo yeah. was amazing. And, uh, that shit was a very good episode, man. I'm excited very, to see where it good. goes. Yeah. I, uh, I honestly, I did not know this. I don't know if you... If you know this as well, but Karen Cross does an incredible Jesse Ventura impression. Um, <laughs> it's like spot on. So, uh, you know, Mr. Cross, killer, if I can. Um, I would love to have you just call me sometime so you can do your Jesse Ventura and I'll do 45. Jesse and it'll be, a fucking, it'll be a fucking blast. It'll be Ventura Trump 2024. Fucking hilarious. So now thank you for the uh, the love and the tweets and stuff. It was uh, It was pretty funny. Uh, you know, going back and forth, I found a pretty solid uh, Chris Farley one. But if you want to see us interact with all these folks, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Meanie's at Blue Meanie BWO. I am at This Is Goober. And uh, check us out there. And but, we are at Mind of the Meanie. That's right. The show, Mind of the Meanie. You can see the logo right down. Where am I at? Right here. Right, right where the uh, the head is. Oh. We still haven't figured out why Blue Meanie's brain's out. But, you know, we're looking into it. It's science, folks. Yes. But it's a crazy week last week for me as well. Yeah. After we spoke on Friday uh, we did the uh, the show on Saturday and uh, the Goldberg <laughs> uh, thing. It was fun. Not not Tuesday, but uh, Goldberg was amazing. It was incredible. 
I get an email in my inbox. Hey, you've been approved for a photo pass for Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels at Madison Square Garden on Sunday so night. So cool. And holy fucking shit, dude. It was, uh, it was crazy. Like, have you seen Rage live before? Oh, yeah. So Rage Against the Machine was doing their public service announcement tour, which was supposed to be done in 2020. And there was probably like double the dates on there, too, because I remember there was going to be a show in Philadelphia. There was going to be a show in Camden. Um, there were a couple of shows in Pittsburgh. Because um, I remember thinking like, you know, as we were getting or as the pandemic happened, we were still in Philadelphia and, uh, you know, shit happens. They shut it down. They shut the world down. But now they're making good on their dates. And then the second, the first or second show, Zach De La Roca injures his leg, which it's either a knee injury or a torn Achilles, which they're not they haven't really reported yet. Um, but I just kind of like Hail Mary because I usually shoot the Run the Jewels shows when they're in Philadelphia. And I was like, I would love to shoot at the garden. That would be like so big. Email run the jewels as people got connected with all them because I, I contribute. Go out, out of your way. If you like live music photos, go out of your way and check out live for live music.com. That's the site that I, uh, I shoot for and I contribute to uh, lots of great stuff, not just on Rage Against the Machine, but lots of amazing bands. So go check them out when you can. And I'm waiting to get the email. I'm just like, fuck it. I said to Courtney, I was like, ah, it's probably not going to show up. You know, so go to my aunt and uncle, house, my aunt and uncle's house in, in Willow Grove. And all of a sudden I get a, an email. Hey, you've been approved for the show. Send us your telephone number. We got to send you the tickets you know, to your phone. And I'm like, well, glad, lucky I have my fucking camera equipment, you know, like I'm ready yeah. to go. I get in the car. We drove separately because I had to do something before we went down anyway. Right. Um, so it was kind of like serendipitous, you know, like everything kind of like worked out together, you know? So I drive from Willow Grove to the Hamilton train station, get out at the garden. And then I go in and like, it's just this, like going in the back entrance of, of the garden uh, is, like going in the inside inside where you're like not a fan, you know, and you're like, Oh, I'm here for the press. Like yeah, that was just nuts. And, um, lots of famous photographers there. One notable one was Danny clinch, uh, who is very famous. He did a lot of, you know, a lot of your favorite, like rap photos that you've ever seen. Awesome. Uh, Danny clinch shot those. Very cool. And so run the jewels was great. They were incredible. And then we go to the back and they give us the rundown before rage comes out. They're like, listen, if we move you out of the way, it's for a reason. Like there's going to be people moshing. There's going to be people crowd surfing. There may be bottles thrown at you. There may be shit thrown at you, like not physical shit, but you know, like stuff right. that they're throwing. Yeah. Like you just got to be mindful of what you're doing. And man, it was something else, man. They opened up with bomb track. They went into bulls on parade and uh, it was just a wild, wild experience to be able to photograph that show. So that's so it, cool. Uh, and, it was, and I saw some of your photos. They're amazing. Thank you, kind sir. Thank you. We'll retweet it. We'll let me try. Let me speak first, and then we'll retweet that on the mind of the media account. Check it out if you missed it. But um, honestly, I would say it's probably, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but like I would say it's probably some of my best work that I've done. Um, the photos just came out so crisp, so clear. Like, at, like usually concert photography is like it's very overwhelming because you have you only have a limited amount of time. You got to get the right shots. You got to make sure you're in the right angle. Sometimes some of the photographers can be dickish. You know, you're st everybody's stepping on their own dicks to get the right photos. And it's just like, it's a whole thing. And, you know, lots of politicking. And uh, which is weird, which you wouldn't think there, there is, but right. there is. Well, any business, really. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're all trying to get the same shot and you're all trying to do the same thing. And, yeah. you know, but I, I don't really, I don't give a shit. All of my photos come out well, no matter where I'm standing. So I'm just going to get whatever I need to do. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was crazy to be that close to the guys and like, just, you know, Zach just didn't miss a beat, man. He was injured and didn't fucking, none of the energy was, 
was missing from the show. Um, and then the run, the jewels guys came out to do a record that they did with Zach. And that like was the last thing I watched before I got on the train. Cause I was like, I really want to see if they're going to do this. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was just, it was a wild experience, man. But, um, I feel like I can officially retire from concert photography now at this point, because I, I don't know if I can ever top what I just did there. And so to bring it full circle, they, Zach probably should have got Dave Grohl's, uh, fucking chair that he sang in when he broke his leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Hey, yeah. Dave Grohl had a, a Game of Thrones type uh, guitar. It's that swords as a guitar neck sticking out. Yeah. When he broke yeah, his dude, leg. Yeah, dude. When he broke his leg. And then he gave it to Axel Rose when Axel oh, no shit. hurt his leg. So, I mean, it would just been like a family heirloom. Zach, here is our, here is our broken leg chair. <laughs> passed down from centuries and eons yeah, to yeah, the yeah. next singer. Yeah. No, it was, it was, they had him on, I think they just had him on like a, uh, like an amp or something. It looked like and a road leg, case. Yeah. It was like his leg was up and he was just there and you know, they're not their Their stage show was really lit up too, which was nice. Like usually it's, it's incredibly difficult to uh, photograph concerts depending on which art, like run the jewels is another good example. They are, like historically difficult to, to photograph just because it's so dark when they do the shows and the lights are all fucking going all over the play. It's right. just really very difficult. But um, yeah, it was quite, I mean, again, like just being able to say that, like I saw rage against the machine at Madison square garden. And not only did I see them, I got to see them for free and I got to photograph them. So that was, you know, life goal achieved right there, friends. Amazing. So uh, definitely very cool experience. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll put the photos up again on the, uh, on the old Twitter page. So y'all can check them out and, and see what's, what's to do there. Uh, what else is going on, man? Before we jump in, ask Meanie, what, uh, what else is happening in the wide world of, uh, the bluest meaning? Oh man. It's just, it's just been a week of just, well, half week since Wednesday of dealing with this, uh, Ticketmaster thing and getting advice and help from different people. Uh, a lot of people have helped. Uh, point me in the right direction uh, on this issue. Uh, some I can talk about, some I can't. So, you know, right. just, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I mean, I just, the fact that a lot of people, like I, I tweeted my initial thing and so many people retweeted it and just like, hey, this ain't, this is fucked up, you know? You know, shout out to like Velvet Sky and uh, Alicia Toot. A lot of, uh, Cool, a lot of great wrestling. Conrad retweeted it. You know, a lot of people, uh, fucking JBL retweeted it and said, This is wow, bull- re- said this is bullshit. So, mortal enemy, mortal enemy, yeah, JBL retweeted it. Oh, and here's another thing I put, I posted the thing about the tickets being canceled. And of course, every jerk off in the comments had to post like a thing at JBL, like, dude, we're friends. Um, please stop guys please stop being fucking weird about this JBL thing here's, please. A, here's a calendar for 2022 I'll get the whole thing of being you know making light of you know I, you know it's just somebody's going through a thing don't fucking pile on you know just right you know, right what the fuck yeah, I'm sure, I, I'm sure I, hold on I gotta adjust now you're uh, good man yeah <laughs> speaking of running the jewels uh, <laughs> I had a little bat wing thing going on there. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have said run the jewels. I mean, they're, they're a great artist. Um, yep. Killer Mike and LP shout I, out to the, to the squad. Love killer Mike tracks, track star, the DJ. I love to like, I, I love to hear killer Mike just talk. 
Dude, Killer Mike is so, he's always, I think he's on Bill Maher a lot. And I haven't been watching Bill Maher recently, but Robert Costa uh, from CBS, he was with Killer Mike on the show and then they became friends. So, you know, Bob and I follow each other on Instagram and he's posting photos of him and Killer Mike at Atlanta. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, that is amazing, you know? Oh yeah, real real nice guy, real cool. You know, lots to talk about. I was just like, this is- It's very real. But he's like- really active in his community and like and, and politics and stuff so it's it's cool to hear him like you know talk about really anything i could listen to killer might go on forever but absolutely absolutely but yeah that's that's been the week and uh you know i've been I, my phone's been glued to my hands waiting for my email uh notifications so uh like i said it's in uh ticketmaster god's hands yep I also dropped, uh, in case anybody in the chat is wants to see it now, I dropped the link for my Live for Live music right up and the photos inside of the YouTube chat here. You can get that early and see what we're talking about and see the kind of things we're doing, like uh, what I'm doing right now. Uh, early live and ad-free, go to patreon.com slash Media and sign up today to check us out live. Uh, me, um, I am hopeful that everything turns out in your favor but i have another favor that i need to ask you actually more of a question uh what would that be mr bernard would you like to ask me i would love to ask me something don't forget tweet us your questions but don't poop yourself tweet us your questions at i promise nothing mind of the meanie on twitter using the hashtag ask meanie and we will maybe ask them on the show Vanessa from the Pod Squad. Vanessa Bella wants to know, man, I just thought of a great Ask Meanie question. What feature films, motion pictures, does Meanie believe are truly underrated? My three are 2011 Source Code, 2006's Children of Men, and 2007's Stardust. Hmm. Underrated? Um, shit. Uh, so there's one movie that... Um, Many probably don't even know exists. It's called Without a Trace, mm. uh, with Judd Nelson and uh, not Judd, not Judd Judd Hirsch from Taxi, and uh, Kate Milligan. Fucking roller coaster ride, fucking tearjerker film. Uh, this woman in uh, New York, you know, walks her kid to the corner, watches him walk off to school, and he disappears. And uh, Judd Nelson, Judd Hirsch, sorry, uh, is the detective in charge of, you know, uh, looking for the film. And I will say, like, the last 10 minutes, it's just like, I won't even, yeah, because I I try not to be the spoiler. I love the kayfabe. But the last 10 minutes of that film, very emotional to the point... I first saw it in 85. Uh, it was like on HBO when you know, I was a kid. And uh, my cousin Jimmy had seen it. He's like, ah, watch this. And he watched it. And I was like, at the end of the movie, I was like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Without a Trace with Kate Elegant and uh, Judd Hirsch. Um, second movie. Um, hmm. Hmm. Oh, I don't even think it's underrated. It's it's probably probably properly rated. Uh, the Natural. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because it's one of those movies that, like, if it's on, like, my day's done. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, I was going to go shop right and get some food, but natural's on. I got to sit down and, and watch this from, you know, beginning to end. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day. Uh, and if it's on repeat, like they used to do back in the day, they would, like, play the movie on, like, multiple channels. Okay, it's on HBO one. Ah, oh, shit, it's on HBO two too. Um, all right, yeah. Call today. Um, movie number three. Uh, hmm. Okay. Uh, fucking. Uh, if we're gonna go eighties movies, a movie called Tough Turf. Okay. With. Uh, James Spader from the Blacklist, mm-hmm. and he he was like him and Billy Zapka were the t- two top fucking teen heels in the eighties. You know, both blonde hair, good looking guys. Tough Turf is basically uh, like a teen romance where the one guy falls in love with the uh, the girl, but like she's with the uh, the looking good looking guy in high school, and and uh, you know. Teen angst ensues. Uh, it's tough turf. Um, I'm a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Blue Meanie's a shitty film reviews. <laughs> it's, it, tough turf is right up there with uh, some kind of wonderful with um, uh, the kid who played Rocky Dennis. Um, Leah Thompson and the dude. Uh, well, Craig Sheffer wasn't it. He was the heel. He was the Billy Zapka in the movie, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll add a fourth for uh, some kind of wonderful. I, I, I'm a big sucker for those teen fucking romance movies where, you know, the guy from the wrong side of the track falls in love with the girl that's out of his league, but the boyfriend yep. is like, nah. <laughs> I'll have none of that. Yeah. <laughs> Now that you're talking about it, I had a couple in my head. Now I got to think about it. Um, one that I really like, which I think is probably also like highly rated. I'm sure it's probably properly rated is uh, Lost in Translation yeah. with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson, yeah. uh, Sofia Coppola flick. Fucking fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, there's a movie called Fallen with Denzel Washington yes, and John Philly. Goodman where they shot in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, it's like, I don't, I'm not big on like, like horror movies or anything, but it's like a psychological thriller where it's about a, uh, Denzel's a cop in Philly and he, they execute this, this murderer and, um, he keeps singing time is on my side by the Rolling Stones. Yep. And after they execute him, they start finding out like more of the patterns of the killer and turns out he's like, it's this whole, I won't spoil it if you've never seen it, but it's fucking great. I mean. So good. Yeah. Uh, definitely doesn't get, um, you know, enough of uh, the credit that it deserves. But I'll tell you, man, one movie that I did really start to enjoy recently as an older person <laughs> is, is Titanic. Yes. With Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Kate Winslet. At first, I grew up in that generation where it was like, oh, it's a chick movie. You can't watch it. You can't watch it. And then I did some reading some analysis on it later because, I, you know, that's what I do. And um, I was like, I'm going to give this movie a shot. I'm going to watch it. Like, I just want to like with, you know, full context, no, no shit in front of me. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to watch it objectively. Yeah, man. That movie fucking slaps bangs <laughs> and fucks, dude. I, it's it's going to get a fart noise right now. 
It's the shits. I can't remember what regular air smells like. It gets the full regalia. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it is a fantastic fucking movie, dude, and uh, really enjoyed it. But it's the same, similar to your '80s rom coms, where it's like yeah. the guy who can't, you know, shouldn't get the girl does. Billy Zane. Yeah, and then you got that fuck boy, and you're just like, no, no, this isn't right. Leo's the guy. He's the one that matters. And then you're like, fuck, he dies. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And uh, Rose could have moved over and let him on the fucking door. (sighs) I can't litigate this again because I was so upset. Like she could have definitely made room for him. Yeah. She could have definitely made room for him. (laughs) Scoot over. Uh, Come on, man. (laughs) Come on. But no, I I absolutely fucking (laughs) I adore that movie, man. I I, I was very surprised that I enjoyed it as much. Dude, the scene with the old couple in the bed and the water rising up to their bed murders me. Or the the mother reading to the kids. I'm like, oh, my God, like, please stop. But you realize that, like, I think what makes it worse is like the fact that that shit likely happened. Yeah. You know, like like a lot of those records are gone. Like they don't have a lot of like detailed records on. The people who were in the lower class sections of the boat. Yeah. How many of those people died? Good. Uh, Aimless. A good, good shout out by uh, Vanessa Bella in the chat with love potion number nine with uh, yes. Sandra Bullock. Yes. Oh. Uh, oh, my God. Was it? Uh, there's a movie called Turn Up the Volume. Oh, my God. With um, Christian, oh, fuck, Slater. Uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater. He plays. Yes. He plays. a I forget his. His, he has a, a pirate radio show out of his yep. basement, which is basically he's doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the early podcast thing. Yeah. His uh, online character was called uh, Happy Harry Hard On, uh, which was like, it, it was a takeoff of the name of the, the high school where he went to school. It was like something with, it was a Triple H. Uh, oh, it's, called, it's actually called Pump Up the Volume from 1990. Pump up the thank you so much. Turn up the volume is it. a great song by the band. Except that's where I got confused. Uh, perfect. It's a perfect road trip mix. Um, pump up the volume. Christian Slater. Uh, that's another one of those movies where you watch and you go, yeah, I could live in this world. You know, he's going to high school. He's like the outcast, and uh, you know, there's a girl who falls in love with his character and she's kind of figured him out and meanwhile she's trying to you know win him over and he's trying to keep kayfabe alive with hiding his identity but meanwhile the feds the the government is trying to find out who's doing this you know pirated radio thing because back then you weren't allowed to broadcast over an open over over open airways without a, a license right so and that's why it was called pirate radio you know, there's people who used to do pirate radio. Literally, I, I saw a news story. These these guys were on a boat out in the waters, and they were doing pirate radio, you know, broadcasts. And uh, they're like, "We're over international waters," you know, whatever. But uh, yep. yeah, yeah, pump up the volume, definitely, definitely great. And a great fucking soundtrack. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of these here. It's uh, let me see some of the names on this here. Um, the Jesus and Mary Chain, Camper von Beethoven, Primal Scream, Soundgarden, Ice T, Bad Brains, Concrete Blonde, Henry Rollins, and the Pixies. Yeah. Crazy. Concrete Blonde uh, does, does a, I think it's a Tom Waits song. Everybody knows. The Concrete, yeah. Concrete Blonde does that song. Uh, I think this is. Yep. You, Leonard I, Cohen. Yeah, here it is. Everybody Leonard knows. Cohen. Okay. Yep. I know it was a folk singer. Um, 
I think this is useless knowledge, but the band Four Non Blondes called themselves Four Non Blondes because their singer Linda Perry sounds like the singer from Concrete Blonde. Oh, they both have interesting. Si- they both have similar sounding voices. Fascinating. And I, and I think people are like, "Man, you sound like Concrete Blonde." Nah, we're just Four Non Blondes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah concrete blondes here miss they're missing any pirate radio you should probably put gg allen on there just for just for good measure but yeah. uh no there's this is a great great fucking soundtrack here uh, henry rollins does kick, henry rollins does kick out the jams yep him and bad brains yes and above the law which is a rapper it's a rap group from uh they used to rap with dr dre and Soundgarden, Sonic Youth. So definitely a very 90s uh, soundtrack, which I'm all fucking about. So I would love to go back and check out this movie. I remember watching it when I was younger, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. But that oh, is a amazing. That's a great flick, man. Uh, Vanessa, thank you so much for the question. We appreciate yeah. that. Please continue to send us movie questions. Like we love talking about these things. Um, uh, love chatting about, you know, other than, like we're, we're not just wrestling, right? Like we love, we love talking about that kind of stuff. So I, I we need, uh, I need help talking about other things because basically my <laughs> life is, my life is pro wrestling and Philadelphia sports. So here's bye, a bye. question I for love, you. What about JBL? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, me and JBL, uh, we love sports too. Uh, he loves the Cowboys. <laughs> I love the Eagles. Uh, maybe we should, I know we don't do guests, but we should probably have them on just to fucking clear this shit up. So anybody that's listening can just yeah. like, stop you know no i'm just kidding no we again we i love i'm a big movie guy love watching like dissecting analyzing films um and you know obviously Minnie and i are big we we have a lot of the same musical taste so please send questions like that to us because we really fucking dig it Morgan dryden wants to know who else would the two of you like to see come back to the wwe now that try is in charge <laughs> try so my, that's what that's what matt calls him try He's like, do you remember when my, my brother's like a savant when it comes to knowledge? Like, he's just like this encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge, my brother, Matt. And he's like, hey, do you remember that episode of Raw from like 1997 when they were trying to get like the new name for Triple H and they called him Try for a while? And I was like, I no, I don't. But thank you for the reminder. I appreciate it. So now it's just it's try. So I know, I know behind the scenes, a lot of people just call him trips. I've heard that when I when I, when I was there, I don't know what they call. Yeah, I'm sure they call him Paul now or. Or Hunter. Yeah, or, I hear Hunter a lot. Or H. Uh, <laughs> dude, tri- Triple H is a good dude, man. Yeah, metal yeah he seems like a good dude. Fucking metalhead like us. Loves pro wrestling, loves heavy metal. You know, I think I, seems own, like I, think I own a Sabotage t-shirt, too. Uh, I'm buddies. Try, are you listening? Yeah. Send us your, send us your deets. I'm uh, buddies with headquarters. Uh, I'm buddies with Chris Christopher Caffrey, who's and sabotage but also in trans-siberian orchestra and uh chris gave me a bunch of shirts to give to steve austin i gave him to steve austin i happened to get hey. to steve austin in front of triple h he's like hey meanie can you uh can you give me that give me a uh, some sabotage too absolutely and then i think <laughs> i was released like right after that i was like so i was like Fuck. oh man I god was, damn meanie thanks oh hell kid thank you yeah. <laughs> My impressions with you are so great. Oh, I love it. Hell yeah. Dude, my favorite. uh, Meanie. Oh, meanie. No, it's Tommy Dreamer. Uh, (laughs) Just that breathless. uh, Oh, meanie. uh, (laughs) I have poison oak. (laughs) 
Which he does. That's what he went to urgent care the other day. I was like, hey, man, I hope you feel oh, good. He's man. Like, he's like, oh, don't worry, man. It's just poison oak. Um, Jesus. Uh, hopefully, Mr. Balls, sir. Hopefully, I'm not breaking his HIPAA oath or whatever. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, my favorite Austin memories. We're, in, uh, the, we're over in the UK. WrestleMania 15, we went over to England for like a date in Germany, a couple of English dates. So there's a, like a, two buses, you know, they'll, they'll load you on the bus and take you around. So we're sitting on the bus. I'm just sitting there like waiting to go wherever. And I just hear, you know, finger snapping, you know, I hear, if you believe in life after love, and I look behind <laughs> and Stone Cold's got a fucking disc, man. And he's rocking out the shares life after love. Love it. Singing Love out it. loud. And like, I'm the only person like selling them. Like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like that video of him doing the Rick, Rick Astley. Uh, never going to give you up. Yes. Love yes. it. Absolutely love it. Well, kid. Well, hell, kid. Goddamn, kid. Goddamn, this is a great record. Yeah. Please don't beat me up, sir. Please. But I'd be happy to take a stunner from you. No. Um, so what? Uh, what? Other wrestlers besides uh, oh, yeah. the ones that have come back. Yeah. Who would you like to see back in the WWE under Tri's regime? Oh, obviously it was Killer Cross. Um, yeah. But he's back. That was like number one, I feel like. Yeah, they kind of fucked him. You know, he, he was doing amazing thing in, things in NXT. And then they brought him up with the fucking Street Fighter gear I didn't get. And. It's crazy. Uh, Just never again. Like I know we've we've kind of touched on it before a little bit when he was released. You know, back in the archive, which you can find at mindofthemini.com. dot com. I uh, I never under. I'm thinking Johnny. That? I'm thinking Johnny Gargano. You know. Yeah. You know he's 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 kind of busy being a, a proud papa right now, but I think he would uh, benefit. You know, coming back under the the trips regime. Yeah. Um, hmm. Obviously, I'd love to see Bray Wyatt come back. Um, well, I I, I, think, I didn't say Bray because I think that's a given. Yeah, I feel like that's I feel like that's gonna happen. Like right. they nodded to it last night on SmackDown, and yeah, there's a couple things there. You know, Buzzard. There was run. Like a, there was like an Easter. Main. There was an Easter egg the week before with the hand. Yeah, with the hand. Glove. Like an, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're selling it like Cody right now, where they're doing a lot of like. Yeah, little tidbits here and there. Yeah, um, that, that, I mean, that's I, the I obvious do, one, you know, is Bray. Yeah, I, I really would be very surprised if he didn't come back um, to the fold. Well, his and, Instagram uh, you know, post seem, uh, his Instagram post seem seem pretty uh, ominous. Like, yeah, hinting of a return. I just think there's a great story there between Cross, Drew, Bray, and Roman mm-hmm. for Cody and them. I mean, it's just like. It's just, this is, again, this is the kind of shit that made me a fan in the first place where ev- there's, it's a title picture, you know, like there's a bunch of people going for the title at the same time, a bunch of people that are jockeying for position. And, uh, and I'm telling you, I can't, we can't put this over enough because we're going to put over killer cross every week if we have to, yeah. but go literally go out of your way, go on Twitter right now and find that promo that he put, he cut on Drew McIntyre last night. It was like, just unbelievable attitude era level promo fantastic stuff yeah um who else i mean obviously like you know sasha naomi i'd love to see them come back to the fold yeah i think that's obvious too 
Um, I guess maybe Cesaro. I know he signed to AEW now or Ring of Honor, whatever the fuck, but I would have loved to see Cesaro do something more in WWE. And I think Hunter knows that like, that was probably one of his guys, right? And I think it's a shame. Like, you know, guys got to eat. Like, I get that. And I, you know, I'm sure there's no hard feelings or anything. And obviously like the war only exists in the minds of the folks on, on, in, in Twitter, but fuck, I would have loved to have seen Cesaro, you know, come up even do like a big challenging Gunter for the, yeah, and winning the intercontinental title, yeah. you know, something yeah. magical there. And then, you know, eventually elevating him to the next level. Um, so yeah, I would say Cesaro and then maybe even Keith Lee. I think that would be my other choice. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee was that moment he had at the rumble in 2020 with, uh, with Brock Lesnar. I mean, I feel like that moment right there solidified him, uh, as a performer. I know he was sick with COVID and all those other health scares. And then they do this bear cat shit and then they cut him. And it just, I don't know, man. I have yeah. a lot, I have a lot of feelings about that. Yeah, and, and it says a lot when Brock is one to, to sell for, Keith Lee like that and put him over like oh big boy like yep who's this guy yeah 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 and he so he he put him over he like you know Brock normally goes oh, I'll fucking kill everybody but then Keith Lee walks in he's like ho 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 oh, wait a second you know yeah time yeah. out time out uh you know for Brock oh, I, for Brock to I, put that investment into Keith with that acknowledgement was invaluable you know right he doesn't do that for everybody so uh it's a shame they got wasted here's one other uh one other person that forever will be for me a lost opportunity in wwe especially at the pay-per-view called great balls of fire samoa joe i will forever be disappointed that he did not go over on brock at that pay-per-view I think as far as like dollar for dollar, I feel like Samoa Joe is one of the best mics, mic performers yeah. in the industry. And I think AEW has a real serious contender there. And if they play their cards right, I really think they could put, they could do a lot of really amazing things with Samoa Joe in the title picture, but uh, that will remain to be seen. But I, I love Samoa Joe. Yeah. Um, Flatbed Mike, front of the show, wants to know, what's the dumbest gimmick slash character you have ever seen on a card that you have performed on? <laughs> Flatbed Mike, my, my boy Mikey, he, uh, he's traveling the country in his, uh, his truck. He's, he's a good guy, good brother. I just, just threw him a follow on the Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, he was the guy, that was, that was my friend, who was like, I'm not even going to the concert, and I'm pissed that you're, all these people got fucked. Yeah. He's 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 from London. He's fucking. He's a good dude, man. He's a fireball, man. He he'll he's a good friend. Like he'll he will go shoulder to shoulder with you. You know if you're yeah. if you're in trouble. Uh, we, me and him went to the fucking Eagles game in Los Angeles. Uh, when Carson fucking tore his ACL. Oh jeez. Yeah, but fucking amazing game. Um, dumbest gimmick on a show. Gobbledygooker. Was a show or in the in the or show I was on? Uh, it just says a show that you performed at. Man, holy shit! There's so many. Um, <laughs> well, so many shows, but uh, <laughs> I tell this story all the time, and I swear it's true. 
unless you know it's just age getting to me uh, or head or chair shots. But I was on a show like my pre Blue Meanie. I was on a show. I did a lot of indies in Michigan, and uh, there's a, a a masked tag team from parts unknown. Called, God, from parts unknown called the Kansas City Outlaws. Let that sink in. Yeah, let that sink in. Ladies and gentlemen, from parts unknown, the Kansas City Outlaws. Yeah. So, off the top of my head, you know, yeah, I probably should just say me, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, my God. No, the Blue Meanie is fucking over as shit, dude. Uh, over-caffeinated. Um, yes. I see how people react to you at these events, sir. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> every single person, I will fucking say this till the day I die. I tell everybody, every time someone sees the Blue Meanie, they're like, Blue Meanie, what's up, man? <laughs> everybody fucking pops for the Blue Meanie. In fact, Vanessa Bello just said that Johnny Gargano popped for the Blue Meanie t-shirt when she was seen by him at StarCast. That's so, awesome. sir. That's awesome. So, sir, you are a fucking national treasure, sir. Don't sell yourself short. And this show is a national treasure as well. So thank you. <laughs> I feel thank like I, so t- sometimes I feel like I'm running for mayor, you know, when I, <laughs> when I do these conventions. And I mean that in the most positive way. It's just shaking babies, you know, kissing, kissing hands. hands. Yeah. Yep. Dot, dot, you always want to shake the babies really well. Dot and T's and crossing eyes. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yep. There you go. Crossing the eyes right there. Uh, and we don't want to cross your eyes. We thank you for listening to our program every week. Don't forget, <laughs> sign up early. Join us and watch us here with little Jimmy from Nebraska. I want to make sure I gave him a shout out at the end of the program. Yeah. Just see him in the chat box. What's up, little Jimmy? What's going on, dude? Uh, so, Meanie, so I want to thank level. you, as always, for allowing me to co-pilot the ship with you here each and every week on the Mind of the Meanie. Yeah. Tell everybody, though, where they can find you on your social media. If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a little thing called TikTok, which I've been neglecting, uh, go to at Blue Meanie, BWO, on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, get yourself uh, a very stylish shirt that Vanessa Bello was wearing to Starcast. If Meanie wins, we dance. Uh, there's also the BWO shirt. There's the Acknowledge Meanie shirt, which I just uh, got for myself from Pro Wrestling Tees, and I got one. I'll, I'll probably start wearing it in a ring. Uh, hopefully, not too late. Uh, <laughs> but it's, if you also like to support the Mind of the Meanie podcast, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, if you also want to look stylish, you know, whether you're wearing a pro wrestling t-shirt uh, or another shirt, you can go to uh, ColinAlbowBrand.com. ColinAlbow, the wrestling brand. Uh, use coupon code MEANY and save 10%. Uh, don't forget uh, Rod Hicks over there at, at uh, Colin Elbow. Uh, since the relaunch, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. They got a lot of great shirts. I need to get myself one of those working stiff shirts. Some working, <laughs> working stiff brother, uh, brother. But, but while you're wearing uh, stylish t-shirts from Colin Elbow and Pressing Tees, and you uh, are a bearded fellow like myself, 
go over to madcatbeardcare.com and uh, get yourself some blue spruce. That's right. Blue meanie's got a beard oil and a beard bomb called the blue spruce. Uh, my boy, Josh Thornton, uh, who runs madcatbeardcare.com does an amazing job. Uh, he, you know, if you're a cat lover, like I am, he goes, uh, out in the wild, takes care of feral cats, takes them to, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, go get, you know, looked at veterinarian. That's the word I was looking for. He goes, you know, <laughs> takes folks to the vet, takes cats. He doesn't take folks to the veterinarian. He takes <laughs> cats to, to the veterinarian. Uh, all the proceeds from, uh, my beard oil, my beard, beard bomb. And, you know, look, there's plenty of wrestlers on there too. Steve Richards got, has one and countless others. All that money goes towards taking care of cats. So if you're a cat, cat lover like me, go to madcatbeercare.com. Uh, shout out to my boy Jim Nilsson over at glaciersofice.com. Uh, he was kind enough to make a three of three handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Uh, each pair of these sneakers took 50 hours per pair of shoes. Wow. 50 hours. Wow. I, dude, I, I don't know when I'm going to wear them. <laughs> but uh, every now and then I walk by the box, open up, and smell a leather. Uh, if you would like to also follow uh, Jim on social media, his company is at G-O-I Kicks on all forms of social media. Go to at G-O-I Kicks, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, he's <laughs> Jim is making a pair of custom Air Jordan 1 Steely Dan shoes for MVP right now. From uh, Wow. And uh, you flip him over, and uh, the, he's, they got pitcher soles, and he's got the photos of uh, the two guys from Steely Dan, which is amazing. That's incredible. Again, go to glaciersofice.com. Uh, if you want to do a, uh, a birthday wish, well wish, happy holidays, get well soon, go to cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. Uh, I got one uh, on deck as, uh, we, as, as we speak right now. Uh, as soon as I'm finished doing the, this episode of my Lumini, uh, I will be hopping on to uh, cameo.com slash blue meanie bwo and uh say happy birthday say a happy holiday say uh, a well wish or whatever but uh most importantly mr adam bernard where can we find you Thank you, sir. I appreciate your uh, your patronage here and your tie-in to me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. Uh, you can also check out my other show, uh, Foundation Radio. Go to foundationradio.net where I do a bunch of fun conversations and wrestling analysis, political analysis. I just recently had the uh, producer and director of the documentary, three-part documentary called Unprecedented, which is now live on uh, Discovery+. Plus. Awesome. Really, uh the uh, 2020 election and the last days of the Trump presidency. His name is Alex Holder. So go ahead and check that out. Foundationradio.net. You can also go and support the show at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. Pick yourself up a shirt. Keep the lights on here in the Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meaning right now. Pick yourself up a shirt. Support the show. You get yourself an I'm an Adam Bernard guy. Tell everybody there. The new sheriff is in town. The new bearded guy is here. Uh, you can also pick up a shirt to support the show. Uh, excuse me. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, go check us out there. Blue Meanie, thank you so much. As always, I want to thank the Pod thank Squad you. here for joining us again today and each and every week. For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind.
of the Mini. Peace. I want my Foo Fighter tickets. Blue World Order. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.